This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So we've talked a lot about the wildfire situation. I still have some numbers and some data from the province that I want to give you at some point this morning. But in the meantime, um, it's not only the wildfire situation that's being caused by this hot, dry spring we've been going through. Um, of course, the, the impacts of the wildfire are pretty obvious. We've got thousands of people from their homes. But the agricultural sector in Alberta is also starting to see some challenges. Big, big challenges. Getting pretty dicey in some places already. Um, especially in the southern part of the province. That's primarily where we're seeing the major issues, but we'll find out. And there's always pockets. Um, but the biggest issues at this point seem to be in the southern, the very south of Alberta. Uh, already, crop losses are being predicted. So let's find out what's going on. We're going to chat with Stephen Vandervalk, who is a fourth-generation farmer in southern Alberta, also the vice president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Stephen, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us this morning. No, I really appreciate you having me on and uh, bringing some clarity to this issue. Yeah, it sounds like it's getting pretty dire in some parts. Uh, tell us about what's happening in the South, because at this point, it, what I'm reading, it really doesn't sound very good at all, Stephen. No, no, it's uh, like unprecedented, really. Um, if you take some form of cloud up through to uh, Calgary, as of last week, we got a tiny bit of rain over the weekend. That's going to help out, you know, give us extra few days. But, but from middle of April, when we started seeding till the first, Almost second week of June, we had no measurable rain. And to put that in perspective, to have no measurable rain in that time frame is, has never happened before. My farm is 100 years old next year. Um, I know I talked to my dad and, and stuff. This, this has never happened uh, where we had, had no rain in that time frame. Never before, ever in 100 years? No, not, not in that time frame. Like we'll, we'll, In July and August, you'll go a month without rain. But to, to not get any rain from mid-April till the first week of June, yeah, that never, ever, ever happens. Okay, now is this a compounding problem? When you started the season, I know moisture levels are important. There's snow melt, all yep. the rest of that stuff. Were you already behind the eight ball before you got started? Yeah, we weren't We weren't horrible. We've been worse in the last seven years, but uh, the uh, it was definitely, um, it was, I would say, average when we first got going. We did get a nice little snow, well, you know, three or four inch snow, nothing real crazy, but just before seeding. So that definitely helped us get all the crop up. And, uh, but since then, like, we never, we never even stopped seeding. It just kept going and going. We're like, man, it's got to rain here at some point. And, and then you got to question yourself, do I keep putting it in? Because now you're putting canola yeah. in the dry dirt. And so, yeah, it's yeah, it's been tough. Okay, so we're uh, midway through June now. Where are you and where should you be in terms of crop? Boy, so we're way, way, way ahead. Like, so far ahead, we're going to be combining in July, which, you know, has never really happened before either. But we, when the plant is stressed and it's out of moisture and it knows, it'll start putting on leaves like two, three times faster. The plant will be only four, five, six inches off the ground. It'll start trying to put a head out. And so what that means is it's pushed the maturity way, way ahead. And, and, and like you said on your preamble before, that is that uh, even with perfect rain um, uh, starting today, we're, we're out, you know, a third of the crop for sure and possibly half. 
Wow. Uh, okay, so we do have some rain in the forecast, and I checked uh, right down to the southern part of the province should see some rain. I don't know how much, but I mean, is that that's the best you can hope for already, Stephen? Two thirds. That's yeah. that's your max. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Canola is a different story. Canola is a plant that will just sit there, and then if you get lost. We lost Stephen. Uh, we'll give Sarah a second to try and get him back. But yeah, I mean, this is the situation that we're dealing with. And like I say, the forecast um, for Alberta is got some optim- reason to be optimistic. I mean, like like Stephen said, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. They're they're way behind the curve here, so trying to catch up is going to be a bit of a job. But let's take a look at the forecast for Lethbridge. Okay, uh, twenty one or uh, thirty one and sunny today. No help. However. Um, tomorrow they're looking for uh, uh, 20 degrees, so you're going to lose 11 degrees, and there's a 70% chance of showers and an 18%, 18 degrees and 60% chance of showers for Thursday. So there is rain all the way down to Lethbridge. Okay, Stephen, got you back. Um, we were talking about the the best you can hope for at this point is is two thirds. That's sort of if everything went perfect from here on out. That's what you're looking at. Yeah, sorry, I was just saying uh, on cereal crops like your barley, wheat, germs, yes. On, uh, on canola, it will take the moisture and just keep putting branches out. You know, that yellow flowering you see? Yeah, yeah. It'll just flower and flower and flower. And so that, you could have a full crop yet. Um, but uh, it takes lots of rain. The plant knows now it's out of moisture. So for it to kick back into full production, you need a whole bunch. And that goes the same thing with all the hay and all the forages, all the winter crops. They're all like, for lack of a better term, toast. So it's really, really difficult. What's going on in other parts of the province? I know you're with Western Canadian Wheat Growers. Are you getting yeah, reports yeah. from other people? Yeah, I've been hearing kind of stories from, let's say, Drumheller, that they've quit spraying and quit doing stuff to their crops because they feel that, you know, it's basically going to die. And I've been hearing, uh, you know, north of Calgary all the way through to Edmonton, yeah, it, it's quite dry. Rocky Mountain House is quite dry. They live in a little bit different world than southern Alberta, so it's they're, even their dry is still kind of almost considered wet to us. But, yeah, it's it's difficult. And then you mentioned the forecast. You know, Environment Canada honestly can't even forecast what's going to happen this afternoon. So yeah. it, it's really difficult for us, with, you know, watching these forecasts. We've done it all spring, forecast of rain, and it just always seems to just go away. So we never really count on rain until it actually is raining in your face type thing. No, you're, you're right. I mean, the, the rain that we're getting in Edmonton, I, you know, I woke up this morning at like 4.30, a pretty good thunderstorm happened, and it wasn't supposed to arrive until later tonight. So it, it is an inexact science. You're absolutely right. Hey, I wanted to ask you, because now I'm hearing there's bugs too. Now you've got grasshoppers. I mean, yeah. I, I lived in Swift Current. I remember they were always there in the summertime, but are they especially bad this year? Yeah, well, see, grasshoppers takes a while to kind of get going, right? And so we've been six out of seven years very, very dry. And so every year we've been noticing getting worse and worse and worse. And using a really bad metaphor, you know, when it rains, it pours. Uh, that's exactly what's going on here. Once you start getting dry, you start getting all these other problems that just actually end up costing you money that you don't really want to put into a doomed crop. And so, um, you know, we're 100 years old next year. I'm fourth generation. I got kids coming up, fifth generation. So we're not only farming for this year, we're farming for, for, for the next generation too. So you just can't let things go you got to spray your weeds otherwise you can get a you know 10 years of seed bank put back in and so you have to kind of juggle those decisions with uh you know with a crop that you're not going to make any money on yeah i mean it, it's tough i wanted to ask you know i know there was last year especially i mean input costs were through the roof a little bit better this yep. time so i mean is, is that lessen the blow a bit like what would a two-thirds crop mean for you what would that kind of financial loss look like well, yeah, a couple things there. Um, good question is, is, uh, 
is we do have crop insurance. So uh, we're fortunate many industries in this country and in this country do not have, uh, uh, you know, a backstop like that. Now, mind you, we pay premiums and it's very, very expensive. Like on my farm, I'll spend $600,000 on, on crop insurance premiums. Wow. So it's very expensive, but, but we do have that backstop. And so no matter what, um, we'll have our 20-year average or 15-year average, and that will be the least we can get. And and so so that definitely helps. So we're kind of eroding away those averages with all these bad yeah. crops. And then lastly, you're talking about inputs. Yeah, they they weren't quite better yet for this year. The the, the fertilizer and the fuel didn't start didn't start dropping until we kind of had to buy them and have them in into the ground. So for next year, the the, the inputs will definitely be coming down. But like things like equipment, land rent, they're just so beyond ridiculous. The inflation in agriculture, you think inflation in, is bad in the country at 6 7% or 8%, but in ag, we're seeing 20 30% inflation. And so it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it just piles on. Yeah, it's a tough, tough go for sure. Stephen, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us, and hopefully things turn around for the rest of this season.